we're going to start with a little story time, uh, a little quick, embarrassing story time. So you might notice that the audio sounds a little different right now. And that's because I was using my microphone all wrong. I literally was using it backwards. I... I understand that probably doesn't make sense because you can't see my microphone. You're just listening to me. You're just going to have to trust me when I say I just did not research it. I was using it backwards. Whatever. Sound sounds much better now, I think. So, um, so yeah. Anyways, we're, um, today's, today's episode is going to be a little different than the ones I've recorded previously because it's actually two different episodes in one. So I put on my Instagram, I had asked for a podcast episodes, topics that you guys thought would be helpful. And I got a bunch of feedback, which was really helpful. So the next couple podcast episodes are going to be based on things that you guys asked me about. And this one specifically, I had someone ask me to do a podcast episode on how to get out of a funk. And obviously we can have, you know, we can be in a funk for a bunch of different reasons however this um I decided to do this one first because I actually recorded a podcast episode weeks ago when I was in a funk well I was like towards the end of my funk um and I recorded a podcast episode and I was really close to like re-recording it and dealing it deleting it all together um but I decided not to because I wanted to be raw and in the moment and I thought it was a cool inside look, but I had no notes, no real outline, and therefore the episode was just like a little messy. So I decided to never air it, but I kept it just in case. And now I know why I kept it, because this was supposed to happen. So instead of deleting the moment altogether, since one of you wanted an episode on how to get out of a funk, I decided to just use that episode and narrate it in a way because it is messy but now that I'm out of the funk I thought I'd take you through a little mini self-reflection so we'll listen to the original audio I'll jump in now and then to reflect dissect we'll learn from it and I think it'll be fun and um, we'll both definitely get something out of this so if you're in a funk or frequently get into funks which let's be honest is all of us this episode is you for you. So hello and hi friends. Today's today's today. <laughs> I have been in a mood all week. I'm just going to I'm going to tell it to you straight there. I've been in a mood and I wouldn't say this is abnormal for me, but it's abnormal for me to talk about. And I think this is one of the cool reasons why I wanted to create a space like this in like a podcast form because I want to be really real with you and I feel like on Instagram there's not enough time or there's not enough uh (laughs) um oh I don't even know how to explain it it's just it's not fun to watch people talk about you know them not feeling great um but you know, so I, I think the attention spans a lot shorter on Instagram. So this kind of content doesn't really stick. But, you know, for anyone that's listening to this now, I just want you to know this isn't going to be like a full like, what a bummer podcast episode. I actually hope you get 
something out of it and I'll make sure that you do. Um, but I did, I did just kind of want to normalize, I wanted to normalize negative emotions. And I actually want to go so far as to say that these aren't even negative emotions, right? They're just, they're just emotions. And I, I, I really do believe that we can learn a lesson from everything, from our highs and from our lows. But I do think there is this you know, when I first started getting into this practice, I thought you kind of had to like go right through the the lows really fast, right? And really learn something really quick from them. And what I finally kind of learned or discovered or realized, all those things really mean the same thing, um, is that you have to feel these things. Like you want, you want to feel these things just like you feel positive emotions because they're all a part of life and you're going to feel these things and you just can't gloss over them, right? And I think there is a, a, a point to which you want to be able to feel and work through these things. I think that's a part of the human experience is to be able to feel all of the things and, you know, that's, you know, one of the beauties about living this life. I think at the same time, you know, what is that point to which you're like, am I dwelling and just kind of like ruining my life because I'm, <laughs> I'm like not be. Wow, so deep. Snaps, snaps for me. Um, I'm interjecting because I want to reiterate on this point because I think it's so important. What I've found is people really don't want to feel. They don't, like we're, we're really quick to like want to feel happy and blissful, comfortable and in control all the time. We want to feel all these like really great positive emotions, right? But whenever we feel a negative emotion, we start to feel out of control because it's something we quote unquote don't want to feel. So we push them down as quickly as possible. They're uncomfortable. We've been made by society to deem them as bad and you know we always want to be in this quote-unquote blissful space which I mean just can't happen right you can't have light without dark but it doesn't mean dark is bad it's just dark right and so we have these negative emotions we feel out of control and we want to push them down and I'm coming to you from a place of like I get it I have been there and I still this is still I'm something I'm very much working on all of the time but being able to lean into quote unquote negative emotions, which again is why I say they're all neutral because like there isn't necessarily bad or good. They're, they're neutral. They all tell us something is important. And there is a difference, right, between feeling an emotion and then going down the black hole of the story of that emotion. And I'll leave like the details of that for another podcast episode because I could go on forever about that. But I just want you to realize that or, you know, sit with the fact that there's a feeling, there's the emotion, the feeling, and then there's the story afterwards that you tell yourself. And, and the story is what's stressful and causes anxiety and all of these things, not the feeling. Negative feelings tell us just as much, if not more, information than positive ones do. They are a roadmap. They guide us towards knowing what we 
don't want, right? Just as much as happy emotions guide us towards what we do want. So that's why I'll call them neutral throughout the podcast episode is because negative feelings can tell us just as much as the positive ones if we know how to use them, if we know how to feel into them and then get curious about, you know, what's going on. But so there is a difference between feeling the emotion and when I'm asking you to feel your feels versus going down the black hole of what we'll tell ourselves about the emotion or situation that we're feeling. Okay. All right. Let's get back into it. So, but you know, when I'm recording this, it's a Friday. I haven't been feeling great since Tuesday or Wednesday probably, but I'm definitely on the other other side of things. I would say, you know, on Wednesday I was kind of, I was wearing this like really big hoodie and I just found myself in like a little ball on the floor, like facing down. Um, and God bless my partner who like just knew I needed a moment and wasn't like asking me any questions. Um, very aware that there's another person in the room, but just like needing to be in my own little. All right. Stepping back again. Um, <laughs> first, LOL. When I said I was in a mood, I was in a real mood. Like a real, true freaking funky funk I don't know (laughs) like I said my partner saw me um in this ball on the floor I had this like extra large hoodie on I was kind of like you know when you're you know when you're on the floor just to paint a picture I was my knees my shins were on the floor and I was like bent over just like curdled in a little ball facing the floor not even on my side with my forehead on the floor with my hoodie on and I just I had like the world around me and then my little cocoon and my little bubble that I felt safe in and I just didn't want to talk to anyone and like I said he gave me the space to do that and I just wanted to quickly interject because before anyone goes well why didn't he check in on you like he's you know does he not care this is where communication is so important Um, At this point in time, my partner and I have been together for five years and we know each other pretty well. We don't know each other like, you know, there's still a lot to learn and humans change. So I feel like we're always continuously learning and adapting, but he knows this happens to me every once in a while and he knows the drill. Check in on me. If I just want to be alone, leave me alone for a little bit, right? Having a support system that just knows is so key. Having, being in a relationship with a partner that knows is so key. Having family members that know is so key. But this also means that you have to know yourself. And you can build all of this for yourself by just being open and honest about what you need. Because no one can read your mind. Okay, so as you start to learn and self-reflect, right, on yourself and acknowledging what you need in certain moments and what you need in others, openly communicate with people that, you know, hey, I don't want to hear that everything's going to get better, right? That's not helpful for me. What would be helpful is if you just hugged me or held me at this time or, hey, when you see me in this space, I actually don't want advice or anything like that. I do actually want you to leave me alone. Or maybe you can rub my back just to let me know that you're there or be like, hey, whenever you're open to talking, I'm here for you, right? But you have to know that about yourself. So so <laughs> all I want to say is communication is so important here. Having a communicating or er, an open 
communicative relationship is so important here. Um, but that also takes you getting to know yourself and what you need in moments of distress. Okay. All right. Let's it felt good and it felt comfortable and it, and I felt this desire to just feel. And I don't know if you guys get that often, but um, I just felt this desire to feel the full spectrum of like shit, for lack of a better word. Um, just not great. And um, and yeah, that's something I really want to normalize because I, I think on social media we see people are happy all the time and that they don't feel these things. And I was confused for the longest time because I was like, why? Like, why do I have, you know, this thing going on in my life, but I still feel this way or, um, and that would be like a moment where I would try and glaze over and be like, just be grateful for what you have as well, you know? And like, I would try the positive mantras, mantras and stuff. And it just didn't seem like it was working. And, um, and then I, I just kind of realized like, if I want to learn something from this, I have to really be in this. I have to be in the thick of this and, and be here in order to move through it. And that was kind of powerful because I know that I'm going to get through it, right? We've all been, you know, that saying like you've been through the worst days of your life already. Like 100% of your worst days, you've been through those already. And I think that's really powerful, right? Because I know I felt this way before in the past. Probably in the last six months I've felt this way, but I don't remember. It me. Well, it's all me, but yeah, you get what I'm, I don't know how to interject in a way that makes sense. Um, But anyways, okay, so I think this is another really important point to reflect on. And this isn't to say that what you're going through isn't important or isn't super shitty, etc. However, if you take a step back, out if you can take a moment to take a step back and see the bigger picture what is life the years and years of life you have to live more often than not you'll realize that this moment in time that you're going through isn't the end of the world as you believe it to be and the way that I can kind of describe this is that when you know when we're younger we haven't been through as much and it's really easy to think everything is the end of the world right the your first crush breaks your heart it's the end of the world you think you've fallen in love with the one and um and it doesn't go right you think it's the end of the world you get in a fight with your friend you get a d on a test whatever that is we think it's the end of the world But the beautiful thing about getting older is that you can reflect and you have all these past experiences and moments that you can look back on and go, oh, I'm actually okay. I'm chill. I got through what I thought was the toughest thing I would ever handle and I came out on the other end, right? It's kind of like that quote, it's easier connecting the dots looking backwards, right? Hindsight is 2020, et cetera, et cetera. Being able to almost in a way like in in kind of like a really tough love way be like oh I'm like this moment is not special I'm not special we all go through this and we all feel this right that's like I don't want to I don't want to downplay what you're going through right now because it is very real for you in this moment but so were all the other moments 
right? So were all the other moments. And it's the same feeling, just a different situation. It's the same exact feeling, but a different point in time, a different experience, a different, you know, problem, right? And this is something that, and don't roll your eyes, this is something that a regular meditation practice, for example, can help with. Also working with a therapist, which I always recommend to everyone. But the the, the act of meditating is like self-reflecting. You're taking a step back from your thoughts. I don't know if you, like if you've heard of meditation this way, like it's just noticing your thoughts, right? You're taking a step back from your thoughts and going, oh, wait a minute. Here's the bigger picture and here's me and here's everything I've gone through in the past and I'll be okay. And I can use this to continuously build my story because it doesn't end here. My story keeps going and I can learn through everything that I go through. So meditation and like talk therapy because like you're basically talking out loud your thoughts can help you start to notice these thoughts that come up for you that when we go into that storyline like I talked about before, right? When instead of just feeling the feels, we go into the story of what it means, even though it's probably not an accurate story, we can start to like want to explode, implode, and and we get anxious and all this kind of stuff. So just being able to step out for a second and be like, I'm allowed to feel my feelings. I'm allowed to feel this way. This is valid. However, it's not the end of the world is really important. It doesn't mean that like it didn't matter, but I don't remember those things. So so I think remembering that like you're going to get through it and this isn't the end of the world, right? But at the same time, being able to actually feel the thing that you're feeling is so important because I think we can learn from our negative emotions just like we can our positive ones, right? Again, because they're all neutral in a way. Um and we can learn something from them. And so, yeah, I, um, <laughs> that's kind of all I wanted to say. I, I just wanted to normalize not feeling great and, and know that like if you're not feeling great right now, you've been through your worst days, I promise you will get through this as well. And I just kind of wanted to share with you some of the stuff that I do when I'm not feeling good. Um, and maybe provide you with, you know, a couple tips and tricks that you can use for yourself. Um, I would say the first thing, the first thing is like, like I mentioned, not glazing over, allowing myself to feel these things, not just trying to ignore them. These are pieces of yourself that are coming up because, because you are doubting or because you are growing sometimes I think we forget that growth and change isn't easy it's hard and sometimes it brings up things that we don't really want to we don't really want to face and that's why change seems so scary and that's why staying the same feels so comfortable but you know we never get anywhere if we don't change or if we don't grow so I think that's you know another beautiful aspect of of feeling these things but being able to sit and wallow and allow yourself to feel and move through it for however 
long that takes, you know, a day, a couple of hours, whatever that might be. And then I think not being hard on yourself for feeling those things, that's a very hard thing for me to do. So I totally get it because it's hard for me to do, but, um, but it is something that I try and do. And so I really should write down my notes because my head's all over the place. There's so many things that I want to share with you and so many ideas. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going to help myself out here. I actually think um, episode four, I believe it was, the comparison trap plus hacking your happiness hormones would be really helpful to go back to. In that episode, I list a ton of ways where you can uplift yourself when you're in a funk. But ultimately, this is a toolkit that you have to build with time for yourself. What works for me might look a little different for you. What works for you won't work for your aunt, right? But yeah, so definitely just go back and listen to that episode for a bunch of recommendations because I'm clearly struggling at this point in time uh, to think of them. Again, this is why we have notes, people. This is why we have notes. Okay, the second part is um, is there's this famous quote by a brain scientist. Her name's uh, Jill Bolt-Taylor. And the quote goes like this. When a person has a reaction to something in the environment, there's a 90-second chemical process that happens in the body. And after that, any remaining emotional response is just the person choosing to stay in that emotional loop. Now, some people think this is, you know, a little white lie. And whether or not it is, here's what really resonates true for me. The stories we tell ourselves, and I mentioned this before, the stories we tell ourselves keep us in this quote-unquote emotional loop for as long as we decide to be in it. And it sounds so much simpler than it is. Well, it sounds easier than it is. It is quite simple, but it's complex. It's not easy because simple does not mean easy. Um, And this resonates really true for me because I find myself in these situations all the time. I know in my heart sometimes that if I decided to not feel a certain way anymore, I could. I I can't even describe it, but I'll be in certain situations where I'm like, I'm sad or I'm feeling anxious or I'm mad or whatever. And I'm like, part of me is like, if I didn't want to feel this way anymore, I, I know I could. Like I could actually put a happy face on or whatever and move on with my day. But I am deciding I want to keep feeling it and (laughs) that like it's kind of a hard thing to admit because then it's like well you're just deciding to feel shitty and yeah yes I I will say it for all of us right because I know there are some people that also feel the same exact way but I don't know if it's because of ego or because I want to be seen or acknowledged or I want the pity or I want help without asking for it, right? These are a bunch of different reasons why I might decide to continue feeling a certain way. 
And you could probably call that passive aggressiveness, which now in reflecting kind of sounds like it, (laughs) but it is what it is. I'm just being honest. Sometimes I am in a bad mood and I don't feel great. And I have that little conversation in my head where I'm like, you could feel better, you know, if you wanted to, you could just decide to get rid of the story that you're holding on to because you felt that little chemical process and now it's gone. But instead of, you know, getting a solution quickly or deciding to deal with it head on, you're just deciding to sit in the story. And it is a conscious decision that I make and it is something that I'm continuously working on. But yeah, so it's not that I don't think feelings aren't real. They definitely are. But I do think that sometimes if we're honest with ourselves, we're telling ourselves a story just to cause more grief. It's kind of like when you're in that really healthy relationship and you just like have to listen to a Taylor Swift sad song and like make yourself want to cry. I That I don't know why we do. Maybe just because we want to feel the feels, whatever. Whatever the reason, right? Maybe it's because we don't think we've been in it long enough to learn or reflect. I'm not sure. I'm. We're going to move on or else I'm going to make this so long. But just something for you to think about. All right? Okay. So going through it (laughs) and then also kind of asking yourself what you need in that moment, right? There are certain people that I want to talk to and that I need to talk to in certain moments and then certain people that I need to avoid in certain moments. Sometimes something like a back rub sounds really good and sometimes I don't want to be touched and I don't want to be bothered and setting those boundaries with the people that you love in your life as well, right? But recognizing that there are people there to help you if you are feeling a certain way and asking for help is totally okay if that's something that you feel like you need. Sometimes it's it's what I feel like I need and sometimes I don't. Um, and I think the beautiful thing about having a roster of friends that are so different is that you can reach out to different people during different times depending on what you're going through, right? So always making sure you're using your community but also setting boundaries with yourself and others in terms of if you want to be alone, you can be alone, right? Um, practicing things like self-care. I know sometimes in moments like this, it can be really hard to want to take care of yourself, but I always try and I always try and remember that the things that I do, like exercise and eating well and things like that, are all in support of me. And these are all things that are going to make me feel better. And it's almost like I am in that moment taking responsibility and I can be, I can be the one that is sad and doesn't want to do anything. And I can also be the one that's looking out for myself and knowing what's right for me. And I hope that makes sense. But I'm like the inner child struggling, but I am also like the adult trying to take care of the child, right? And so things like exercise generally makes me feel good. I know that. Things like, you know, eating well, and that's like eating well for my soul and for my body, right? So in that moment, I know it wouldn't feel great to like down a whole cake, right? But it might feel good to eat a piece of cake, in which case I will eat a piece of cake, right? But I also know that it would feel good to have things that, you know, nourish my body and feel lighter, right? Like a salad or whatever that might be. 
feeding my soul and my body are kind and I want to do kind things for myself when I'm not feeling great. And then I think, you know, other forms of self-care, right? Um, watching a funny movie or <laughs> or a movie that you've seen before that, you know, watching a movie repeatedly is comforting for some people. So watching something you've seen before or something that's funny, right? Um, reaching out to a friend that always lifts your mood up, I think is great. Um, some, you know, so many different things that of course I can't think of at this moment, which is why I need to take notes. I wonder if I should like add a little song to this to make it less like jolting when I come onto the microphone. Okay, I'm back. So in reflecting, I actually have thoughts about this and the things that I recommended, um, like eating ice cream. And my thoughts, um, my thoughts are around the difference between self-soothing and self-care. And you can let me know if you want a full episode on this. But there's a difference between self-soothing and self-care. And I think sometimes we like push everything into self-care when it's really not. Things like watching TV and eating ice cream when you're sad, I would probably have that fall under self-soothing because these are typically things that provide us with distraction and um, and comfort in difficult times. Then there are things like going to therapy, setting boundaries, meditating, self-reflecting. Those are things I think would fall under self-care because these are things that help you find meaning and find support in your growth and get you curious about what's going on. That way you can provide the problem with a solution, right? One acts a little bit more like a Band-Aid, self-soothing, kind of like taking ibuprofen for a headache does or Advil, whatever. There is definitely a time and a place for these things. So I don't want to say that self-soothing is like bad, right? There is a time and place just like just like, you know, taking ibuprofen or whatever. But ultimately, what's really going to help is finding the triggers for your headaches and dealing with the problem head on. That way they stop completely. And that would be self-care. And I talk about this a lot in my emotional eating course when it comes to, you know, people that use food for um, emotional problems, right? Emotional eating, overeating. There's nothing wrong with using food to soothe. I would rather you do that than go towards drugs or alcohol or self-harm or worse, right? I would much rather you use food or TV than those things. And I think that's a little reframe that like a lot of us have to use, right? It is providing us with, it's a soothing mechanism, right? The only time that it does become a problem is one, when it's the only thing you know to use to soothe. When the only thing in your self-soothing toolbox is food, for example, that's when it becomes a problem. And two, when you don't really ever 
deal with the problem, right? Again, self-soothing is like a Band-Aid. Self-care, self-reflecting is actually what's going to deal with the problem. That way you don't have to keep using ibuprofen for headaches or food when you're sad or overwhelmed or anything like that. I have a whole course on that. So if that's something you struggle with, go check it out. But yeah, that's just something I wanted to say about the difference between self-soothing and self-care because I think it's like a, it's a blurry line um, that, um, that we get into sometimes. But that's what this, that's what I want this podcast to be. I want it to be messy. I want it to kind of feel like you're talking to a friend or you're listening to a friend. I want to be real. I want to be authentic with you. I want to show you a side that we don't really get to see on Instagram because we only have 90 seconds or 60 seconds or 30 seconds or 15 sometimes, right? And I want to validate the way that you're feeling and I want to help you grow and yeah (laughs) anyways the whole point was to validate that and show you that feeling bad isn't always a bad thing and it's a part of life and that's all (sighs) okay until next time bye friends And we are done. I hope you found this helpful. I hope this just wasn't me like blurting out a bunch of stuff because sometimes it just kind of feels like I'm word vomiting all over you guys. Um, But, you know, be patient with me. This is the first time I'm doing this. And um, I'm just happy that you guys, you made it to the end. Because if you made it to the end, then this was clearly a little helpful. But um, I'm going to help you out here. And I want to, I want to take some like key takeaways from this episode for you. So if this is the only part you listen to, hopefully you'll learn a couple of things. So number one, number one takeaway is I hope you feel seen. I hope you know that I don't always feel 100% and that no one does. Literally no one. The happiest person on Instagram that looks like they're happy doesn't always feel 100%. Your parents don't always feel like 100%. Your, you know, enemy doesn't always feel like 100%. Your best friend doesn't always. We, none of us always feel like 100%, right? That goes into number two. Number two is that bad feelings aren't bad. Negative feelings aren't bad. Maybe we can start to shift the conversation to seeing feelings as just a little more neutral, like I mentioned before, like a compass. They all have a place in the life experience and they are there to tell you something about your situation, right? Just like happy feelings tell you, okay, I want more of that. Bad feelings help you know what you want less of or where you might need to put in boundaries or where you might need to shift away from relationships you shouldn't be in anymore problems you should discuss with a coworker, um etc etc right use feelings as compasses okay and then third one and final one is self-soothing is completely okay but it does not replace actually doing the self-reflection work if it feels too hard i do urge you to please reach out for help and seek a therapist. I have one. She's been a lifesaver. 
I could re- not recommend the- like I cannot recommend therapy enough. Um, I know sometimes we can get really discouraged because it might be, you know, expensive or it's kind of hard to find one. And I get it because I was there and it was it was hard for me to find one. I went through a couple before I found a good one. But that doesn't mean it's not worth the work. Set an hour each week to just do a little research, call a couple people, look into your insurance, whatever that might be. Your mental health is, I was going to say just as important. No, it's more important than your physical health. I'm just, that's, that's it. Your mental health is more important than your physical health. So yeah, (laughs) I hope this helps you if you're in a funk and, um, and yeah, until next time, I'm going to keep keeping it real, keep keeping it raw and, uh, yeah. I hope you guys have a good weekend, a good week. I will see you next time. And again, also, by the way, last note, if you have any questions, any um, feedback, any topics that you want me to talk about, if there's something I talked about in this episode that you want me to go in more detail about, please, please, please DM me or email me and let me know because I am not doing this podcast to hear my own voice. I genuinely wanted to do this because I thought it was such a good, I I personally learned so much through podcasts um, in my healing and in my trying to learn more about myself and learn more about self-reflection, found podcasts so incredibly helpful and I can only do so much on Instagram. So that's why I wanted to get into this. So please, please um, let me know if there are questions, podcast episodes, topic suggestions that you want to talk more about. Obviously, like not cars, but something in (laughs) the self-care, health, um, and wellness realm, exercise, nutrition, mindfulness, self-reflection, anything like that. Okay. So much love. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.